What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mike Janela Show. I am Mike. This is my eighth podcast episode. Hopefully, it won't be my last. And this week, I wanted to bring a real special guest for you because I'm actually going on vacation. Uh, and so for the next two weeks, uh, you won't have any Mike Janela shows. So I wanted to leave you with a really awesome guest that'll help uh, whet the appetite and keep you guys thinking about the show while I'm gone. He is a world record holder six times over for the most illustrious, the most coveted, the coolest record in all of gaming, the Donkey Kong World Record six-time holder, Hank Chen. Hank, what's up? Hey, how's everyone? I'm doing great. Awesome, man. It's great to have you on. I wanted to have you on because it's a really cool week for gaming right now. We just had uh, Pixels, the movie, came out. That's the Adam Sandler movie where video games kind of come to life, Attack Earth, um, and these gamers and folks from the industry have to kind of save the planet. And then also Kong Off. It's coming up this week, and that's in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, exactly. As you can imagine, it's been busy for me as well, too, because because of those two things exactly. Like uh, Pixels, I was uh, invited to the uh, the world premiere for Pixels, so uh, we got to watch the movie with uh, a bunch of the actors and actresses in, in, in the movie itself. Nice, man. I'm going to ask you about that. And just to let folks know, if you don't know, you don't know about the gaming world, I mean, you know, King of Kong is kind of the documentary that put this on the map, but look it up. I mean, the Donkey Kong World Record, it's like, you know, it's the green jacket from golf from Augusta um, of the gaming. It's the Stanley Cup. It's kind of like, you know, the upper echelon. So, Hank, um, you're not the current world record holder, and we'll talk about that in a little bit as well. Um, But to do it six times, I mean, that's pretty crazy. So this is a guy that definitely... Um, has brought the heat in his career. So um, we'll talk about all that. But yeah, tell me about Pixels first. I mean, it's I, I didn't get a chance to see it yet. But I mean, it looks cool, the premise on TV. So uh, what's kind of your, I know you're not a film critic professionally, but give us your review. What'd you think? <laughs> I'm not the best film critic, but I mean, the, <laughs> the movie is okay. I mean, it, it was pretty much what I expected. It wasn't the best movie, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad either. Uh, the plot, I mean, the plot's pretty simple, but I think what, what, what made the movie was, uh, uh, well, first the video game nostalgia. Uh, but secondly, also I had I had great company to watch it with, and also just the the whole event of the of the premiere, uh, you know, getting to watch it with actors and actresses that that was that 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 made, that made the movie great for me. Um, the I mean the plot the plot is pretty simple, like you said, it's just basically video games saving the earth, and these uh, video game world champions have to basically defend defend the earth. Uh, and there's some 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 subplot some uh, subplots and you know typical Adam Sandler style <laughs> yeah. comedy. <laughs> so were you were but, you like yeah. sitting there while you're watching? Are you kind of role playing in your mind? Like, oh man, if this really happens, would I be able to help save the world? Because Donkey Kong is one of the <laughs> one of the monsters in the movie, right? Right, but you know the the Donkey Kong thing. It's it, uh, I mean the um, yeah the, I think the, the Donkey Kong was actually the final boss. I think oh. uh, in the movie. Um, but I, I actually think Donkey Kong is Adam Sandler's favorite video game because uh, I don't know if you know the. Have you ever seen Billy Madison? Of course, um, yeah. There's a scene. I don't remember the scene where he's in the cafeteria and he's eating with like a eight year old kid, and the eight year old kid says, "You know, I think Mortal Kombat for the Sega Genesis is the best video game ever." <laughs> and <laughs> do you remember the scene? And Adam yeah, Sandler yeah. goes, and Adam Sandler goes, "Well, I disagree. Well, I think uh, uh, Mortal Kombat is a is a good game. I think Donkey Kong is the uh, best video game of all time. So you think he's been <laughs> wait, he's been wanting to make pixels for like twenty years. You think he's just been holding on to this idea forever? Exactly. I think yeah. I think he's been holding on. Well, actually, the the movie is actually based on a, a short uh, that came out maybe I don't know a few years ago. That, that's called Pixels. Um, and I think maybe I, I think Adam 
didn't want him to do this movie for a while. And maybe seeing that that movie, that short film, um, inspired him to uh, uh, to finally go through with it. So now, um, as just seeing from the trailer as in the commercials, um, and you say DK is is the boss or um, in the movie, but they had, I mean, Pac Man is obviously kind of on all the posters and stuff. Um, what other what other video gamers, uh, you know, were kind of represented in there? Because the way I'm thinking of it. I mean, DK, he's pretty, he's pretty tough. He's pretty badass, but it's pretty much like King Kong, the movie, and they were able to take care of him. I feel like, you know, space invaders or asteroids, those would be much tougher, um, you know, bad guys to fight uh, in the yeah. real world. So give me the breakdown of, of the different bosses. Well, the, the games that got the most, I mean, sort of had uh, 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 the most attention were, let's see, and Donkey Kong, Centipede. Was it cool, like seeing that come to screen? Because obviously, you see, you know, Donkey Kong. It's always on your arcade machine on your screen. But not seeing him in sixty feet. I mean, was it? Uh, what did you think of uh, of how it all kind of played out? Yeah, the 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 the, the Donkey Kong was, was definitely cool. But I think it's because Donkey Kong special, you know, special special meaning for me. Right. Uh, I think anyone probably, you know, probably in thirties to forties would, would would really appreciate that. Like the younger younger crowd would really appreciate what, what's going on, and because uh, they they have a lot of scenes where uh, early in the film they have a lot of scenes in, in arcades where you see like an upright cabinet, and mm-hmm. you know the the younger generation. I mean, maybe they they might see some at David Buster's or whatnot, but I don't think they really realize the significance of that. Yeah, so talk to me. Let's talk about that a little bit, because um, you know, we, you and I have we've chatted before. We've had interviews before, and um, actually, you know, we won't rehash a lot of the stuff we've talked about in the past. If you want a little bit of Hank's backstory, how he got into gaming and into Donkey Kong and going after the record, um, head to YouTube, and if you type in GWR, the three letters GWR meets, and then Hank Chen. Um, you know, you'll see that video where I interview him and you talk about kind of how you got into it, but what's it like now? Cause obviously this is sort of the holy grail of gaming records, but it is an arcade game from, you know, this generation of the seventies and the eighties and kids now kind of aren't really going after that. Do you think this is a record that in five, 10 years, no one's going to care about anymore? Cause kids aren't, aren't practicing, aren't playing on it. Where do you see kind of the future of Donkey Kong and other arcade games going? That's a good question. It, it's really hard to say. I mean, the, I think the interest will definitely die because the the um, you know the generation that's playing it now are, are like the thirty something, forty something mm-hmm. who actually had a chance maybe to play it in in the nineteen eighties. Um, but you know, there ten twenty year when ten or twenty years when we're fifty sixty, we probably won't still be playing. And the you know the new generation is going to be their thirties and forties, and they you know they might be playing it, but definitely we're people playing it and it'll be a less less competitive scene. Yeah, so, like, I mean, like Mario Kart sixty four or something will be the new Donkey Kong. Right. <laughs> people people will still be playing it, but it's kinda of like what I compare it to is it's like classical music. You know, people will always listen to classical mm-hmm. music. Um but like obviously the, the uh, uh you know the uh, as time goes on and on fewer and fewer people will be listening to classical music. But I think people will always be listening to it. So same thing with classic games, I think people will always be playing it. But as time goes on, it's going to be less and less. Yeah. Well, it's still, I mean, it's still hot right now. It's still on fire right now. So talk to me. You had you had the world record for a while. Your last one, was it like, it was like a year yeah. and a half, right? The, oh, the most recent one? Yeah. Been, I, I, I lost track, but it's been one and a half years, some, some, somewhere in that time frame. Right. And then and you lost it. Well, you lost it most recently in December. Is that right? In the... Well, I think he, the 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 person who beat it just began actually. Right, beat ago. his own number. But I think I beat his own. 
he first got it last September, October. I don't okay. remember exactly. It was in the fall sometime. And then he beat it. Uh, he actually barely beat my score. And then he beat it, his own score. He also barely beat his own score. And then the third time, he, he beat it by a good margin. So, okay. so how, like, do you, uh, the, how do you find out when you're like, because you've had, you know, you have this record for a while. How do you find out? And then what's your immediate reaction? What's your gut feeling when you find out somebody knocked you off the perch? Oh, well, first, I, I knew it was coming because I, 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 I didn't really retire from playing, but I, I stopped playing seriously for a while just because, you know, my work's been busy for the last couple of years. And, uh, uh, you know, I, you know, it, it started out as kind of a break. And then once, once, you, once you go on break, you kind of lose the momentum of, uh, of playing. So, and by the way, uh, folks listening, Hank is also a doctor with multiple degrees from Harvard. Uh, so he has like a legit job. Uh, he's a surgeon. So <laughs> it's, when he says, you know, my job got in the way, he's not, you know, an accountant nine to five. This is, this is heavy right. commitment. So keep going, keep going. So yeah, once once you lose the momentum, it's hard to you know get that inertia back. So I uh, uh, basically I only played maybe one seriously in the last couple of years, and that was to prepare for the last come up. Hmm. Um, I it might have been when I got the most recent record actually, um, and I, I could see you know other players were still playing. So I, I and they're getting better and better. So I knew it was coming. I actually had my eye on Rob. The guy who beat me is called Rob. His name is Robbie Lakeman. I actually had my eye on him since like two years ago. I, I kind of knew he would mm. be able to do it eventually. You can just tell by the way, well, first how someone how fast someone progresses and just their style of play, whether they get it, like get the game or not get the game. Right. And he, he gets the game. So um, he was improving fast. I, I, I knew he would do it. Although it's, I think it still took him, I don't know, three or four years. I mean, this, this, the record is high enough now that it takes take some serious dedication to beat it now. <laughs> so do you think, so what are you feeling? Are you thinking that you're going to start kind of training again and going for it? Or are you still just a little too busy and you want to let this current dust settle for a little bit? Well, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to practice for the Kong off. It's really, really tough. I'm, I have to say this, this, this Kong off, I'm probably the least prepared for of the four so far. And, uh, and Kong off, just for the folks who don't know, it's an annual, basically uh, competition of some of the best Kong players and they come around and this year is the fourth right. annual one, I think. This year is the fourth one. Yeah, this year is going to be a little bit different because a lot. The first three were just, you know, the uh, everyone gets a machine and you play the whole weekend and I score at the end of the weekend win. But now the, it's a bracket, right? This thing. year, it's a bracket. So what they're going to do? Two, it's a three-day event now. The first two days they're going to do the same high score competition. But the, the, the high score doesn't just determine the winner; it just determines your seed in the mm. bracket. So they're going to take initially. They're going to take the top six. But now I talked them down to picking just the top because 16 would be four rounds, and that's you know when you're talking about the top 16 players, they can kill three on demand. So we're talking about at least two hour games. Yeah. So and you want at least an hour break. So that's three hours per round times four. Rounds. There's no way that's. So what are they? What are they doing instead? Is it eight or four? So um, yeah, I talked them down to eight. Eight. Uh, okay. Top eight. So it's gonna be three rounds. So that's more doable. Three rounds. Three hours. Three hours piece, so that's nine hours. So because people, that's going to be the last day people want to get home. Yeah. And such, so, and I'm assuming there's going to be a award ceremony and right, know, the, the whole thing, the, yeah. the prize presentation, etc. So, I I was like, there's no way we're going to do four rounds. <laughs> no so, way. tell me about and, your your sort of training regimen. Is it you know like Rocky Three, Eye of the Tiger montage, or is it kind of just you know not that exciting, <laughs> a little bit boring? What's it like getting ready for a Congo, but also getting ready for if you ever want to make a world record run again? Right. Well, 
this year is probably not representative of my whole training. But normally, what I do is I'm working out, just play an hour, just to just kind of keep my skills sharp. It's kind of like compared to it's like a piano doing, if you're a piano player doing scales or doing drills. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing with downtown because I'm, I'm after work days, I don't have the energy to play out full game. Yeah. So I would just like, you know, do drills for maybe an hour. And then uh, that just keeps, keeps my skills sharp. And then on days that I have off, I would try to get in maybe three serious games uh, 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 on, on my days off. And that's and like that, two, that, that two hours, my, two and a half hours per like serious game, right? At least? Exactly. That's something people don't realize. A serious game of Dunkstown is like three hours. And sometimes it takes 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 an hour to get the game started because people tend to take more risk if you get Donkey Kong just because you want to get a good start. So mm-hmm. if you, and if you die early, you can just restart. Right. Sometimes you end up restarting for a whole hour and, uh, um, and the game is more random in the beginning too, so you tend to die more in the beginning. Uh, so uh, sometimes you spend an hour to game, get a game started and then when I'm in shape, my average game is maybe hours. So yeah, we're talking about three hour sessions. So wow. when I say like three three games, that's, that's the, uh, that's the whole day, basically. That's the whole day. But the, uh, I mean, that, that, that would be my regimen for both the record and uh, training for the Kong office. What I, would, what, I, what I normally do training for the Kong office is play at an extremely risky high pace. And that way, uh, you know, during a tournament, you have to tone it down because you can't play so risky in a tournament because it's a limited time. You know, when you're at home, you have infinite attempts, you know, you can uh, just shoot for the moon. But when you're in a tournament, you only have a limited time. If you take too much risk, your odds of finishing a game are very small. So you want to be able to finish at least one game, you know, in a weekend's time. So that's why people, that's why the the uh, the chance of someone breaking the world record in a tournament is very low now, especially especially since Robbie Lakeman pushed it up pretty high. Mm-hmm. So uh, my old record probably would have been doable in a tournament, but now it's, it's, it's I, I'd be really impressed if someone did fit in the tournament. So obviously, um, ideal but, conditions for a world record, you know, it's, you kind of want more time. You want to be able to sort of be in your own environment, not in tournament setting. Um, talk to me about whether it's world record shooting or just going for the Kong offense. If it's like the final of the bracket this year and you make it, what are the ideal sort of environmental conditions? Do you like it hot, cold? Do you like to be kind of hungry, <laughs> awake? Uh, what kind of clothes do you like to wear? What makes for the perfect kind of Kong experience? That's a good question. I, I, I like it a little bit on the cold side. Um, and uh, and the hungry side because when I eat too much, I, I you know the food weighs me down. Because <laughs> right. um, <laughs> the old like the old urban legend is that if you had like greasy fingers, like if you ate pizza, you could move the joystick faster and get to the buttons quicker. But maybe that's not right. the case. <laughs> but that, yeah, definitely. I, it, during the off I try to ha- have some light, like maybe a salad or or like nothing too greasy because it, it'll definitely weigh me down. But yeah, the. The, actually, the most important thing for the, in terms of environment is your your uh, joystick and monitor. Actually, that, that's why there's a big fight when when we all get there for the machine selection. They call it um, like some years they do it by first come first serve, and some people get there like days earlier just to pick the the, the best machine. Really? Wow! People, yeah, that does seem like a yeah. pretty big competitive you know advantage if you know which machine you can get and you can get it first. Right, and then last year they did it by rank, so I got to choose first last year um and uh yeah I, I just picked the actually the the the, the monitor and the joystick are for machines but yeah i'm gonna since I, they're including main scores this year so i think i'm i'm ranked i'm actually seated for machine selection i might get to go third 
So I'm actually going to bring my own control panel because I don't want to risk having a bad joystick or button uh, and just pick whatever best monitor there is. And that's allowed um, is to bring your own control panel and stuff? And Yeah, you'll have to bring... But they have to... Because there are, there, there are some issues about the control panel. Like, most importantly, it has to be an eight, a four-way joystick. Because there is actually... If you practice with an eight-way joystick, there are things you can do with an eight-way joystick that you can't do with a four-way. Sure. But, I mean, I'm used sense. to... Yeah, a four-way that I, I would suck at an eight-way, but someone who practiced an eight-way could probably gain, gain an advantage. Huh, interesting. Um, wow, yeah, I didn't realize how much of um, sort of machine selection I have to do with it, but I guess, it, I mean, it makes sense. It's like picking, you know, what field you'd want to play on in a sport or what car you want to drive in a race or something like that. Oh, yeah, it's very important. It, it, it would be like picking your, your rack if you're a tennis player. Mm -hmm. It's that important, yeah. <laughs> really important. So, um, and that that's why... That's why I want to bring my own control panel. If you don't want to play with someone else, you want to play with your own racket. Right, yeah, of course. Uh, even, though, even though my own racket is actually not the best. But, um, <laughs> but it's so your racket. It. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my racket, exactly. Right. Yeah. So how, how, are you, how are you feeling? Obviously, you've been, you've been busy, and maybe you haven't been able to practice as much as you want, and you have these other guys that you know are just mm -hmm. still kind of going after it. What's, uh, what's your feeling? What's your headspace like going into, into Kong off? What do you think of your chances? My chances this year are not great. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty ill-prepared. But at the same time, I think this year, because you basically just need to be in the top eight uh, to get into the bracket. And then once you're in the bracket, it's just one quarter drop. So Yeah, anything uh, can happen. Actually, it's not. Yeah, if it, if it was a traditional high score format, I, I would have, like, I don't know, maybe 5% chance of winning. But with this bracket, I actually have a reasonable chance because it introduces the element of random. Mm -hmm. So I still wouldn't give myself more than maybe like I don't know twenty percent chance of winning <laughs> just because I'm still out of shape. <laughs> do you do you know how it's going to work? Is it going to be you guys going like if you're against an opponent in your in your matchup? Are you guys going at the same time, or does one person go and then the other goes? No, it's going to be head to head because uh, this is another thing. That, it's actually an advantage for you to kind of fall behind in in the uh, in the spot game that you're at. Meaning, you want your opponent to get uh, to get ahead of you because you want to see what how much risk he's taking. Yeah, he's playing at. That makes sense. So you you basically just want to stay slightly ahead of his pace. So if you let him get ahead of you, then you can see his pace and then you can time your game appropriately. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know how much I'm going to read into what the other player is doing because I might just play my own game and let him follow me. That's it, baby. Um, Dictate the pace. Yeah. You're the one in charge. <laughs> right. Be the pace setter. Because I, I, cause I can change the game, game my gameplay in mid-game also. So he, he doesn't know what I'm going to do. So I might I might just kind of like reverse psych everyone out. Because <laughs> hey. I, I know everyone's planning on doing that. Stall their game. I think it's going to come to an agreement like not to intentionally stall. Uh -huh. Like things that are just blatantly uh, a st stall of game. But I know people are going to do subtle things to stall their games, and I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought about it. But I, I might just play my own game and kind of cycle it out. I mean, yeah, so, it we'll it works throughout history, man. When everybody zigs, you got to zag. So if they're all going to be stalling, you just go out there and you know, lightning, man, just take care of business. Right. <laughs> Talk to me. You mentioned something real there that's really interesting to me. Kind of like you know, we're going to kind of you might we might come to an agreement about some sort of social rules and etiquette. Take me to yeah. the. The behind the scenes of the social aspect of this world um, and competitive gaming in general, you know, are you guys friends? Is it friendly com 
competitiveness or is it can it be cutthroat obviously if you've ever seen king of kong you follow the world there are some real you know outstanding personalities and characters right. what's what's it like kind of you know the personality wise being a part of this world well obviously the for the most part uh, people are very friendly with each other i mean i'm facebook for pretty much everyone in the in the dk world and we we have a our own forum, DrChangForum.com, where we 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 strategies. Everyone's friendly, uh, sharing strategies and whatnot. But the, the, I mean, obviously, there are personalities that can clash. So uh, I mean, I, my personality even clashes with, with with a couple of people. But for the most part, who would you know, clash with you? Friends. You're like the nicest guy. You think, right? <laughs> you would think. But even my personality clashes with a couple of people. But I'm for the most part, everyone's friendly with each other. And what, if you get enough people together, there's going to be some personality clash. Yeah, there's so, never a perfect kind yeah. of sample size. Um, yeah. What about like, you know, when you get to these tournaments or when you go to like a barcade and someone might recognize you, I mean, are there groupies? Do you guys like, you know, like to go out for beers after a competition? <laughs> like, what's that part of it like? I, I, I've been recognized a few times, but I, I wouldn't say I have groupies. <laughs> Not yet. If you pull off this, this Kong off head-to-head bracket win, maybe that'll take you to a new level. <laughs> yeah, I nice a few times at at, uh, at but like uh, in obviously at the Kong off, uh, uh, the Kong off, we can be, be a rock star. You know, people asking for autographs and photos and whatnot. So um, obviously, there it's uh, uh, big name recognition. But in the outside world, maybe at Barcade, I recognize, get recognized once in a while. But for the most part, I'm just the you know average guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um... Is there any, you mentioned how, you know, you guys talk about in the forums about strategy and you kind of do help each other out a little bit. Is there any strategy left for this game or has it all been mined out over the years and now it's just a matter of, you know, better execution or are there still some maybe, you know, technical strategic things that can still be discovered? We're at the point where I think all the major things have been discovered, but there are a lot, a lot of subtleties, like fine points that that can be improved. Like there is a, that's the beauty is, is there there's so many almost like a style of play. There there's so many different ways to play this game that it's it's it, I think it's impossible to like master the game, like completely master the game. Mm-hmm. So there there's still I mean, I wouldn't even my gameplay is not the most fine tuned. There's still a lot of things that I can fine tune, but um until the record gets really, really high, I mean I'm I'm not even sure if I'm ever gonna fine tune my game that much. Um but the, I mean, even in the record, the record now is really hard to beat. But I think even with my not not so fine tuned uh, gameplay, I can, I can still probably beat it. You, we've talked before in the past as well about some other video games you play. But you know, Donkey Kong obviously takes a lot of commitment. But uh, what else do you like? Do you keep up with modern games? Are you kind of a classic arcade guy? What else do you like to do, sort of just for fun, away from the actual uh, Kong golfing and world record chasing? Right. Uh, before Donkey I was main, I was strictly a console game player actually, uh, but since Donkey Kong, I I've kind of lost lost track of the the modern game. I don't own any of the. I own every single game console up to the last generation. This current generation, I don't own, own anything. Yeah, because that was kind of when I got into Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. and then I mean I don't regret it. And at some point, I'm probably gonna go back when I retire from Donkey Kong. If if I ever retire from Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, I, I'll probably go back to the, the modern games. The, I mean, that's that's another issue from Donkey Kong. I, 
it's hard to say. I want the record back at least one, one, one more time. Not, not necessarily to beat the record, but I know, first I know I can do better than what my current score is. So I kind of want to at least like max out the game to my ability. And, um, and right now my record is still within my, my ability. So I'm be, but even if the, say the record's out of my ability, I'm, I'm probably just going to still max it to my ability and then retire. But th- that's the thing. I think I, I probably mentioned previous interview when i get to the max of my what i think the max is my ability then i improve and then my max score gets even higher so that's otherwise it's like a never-ending process you, ne- you never end up retiring because you keep thinking you can be better and better all right well when you hit your ceiling so, you end up pushing it higher so yeah you just made yourself a new exactly. problem exactly in the process of getting to what you think your ceiling is you get you improve and your ceiling gets higher you build so. a whole new floor you didn't even know you had <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, I want to let you go because we had you for a while and I want you, I don't want to be the guy who costs you the Kong off because I took away from your preparation time. <laughs> but um, I do have, a, we like to do a little bit of a lightning round sort of here uh, at the end of each, at the end of each show. So I definitely want to get to a couple of these questions f- um, from you. In our last interview, the one that's online again on YouTube that you can check out, you know, I asked you uh, if you could be any video game character, who would you be? And you, ch- do you remember who you chose? Probably Mario, right? Yep, you chose Mario because he, he, he was the only guy with two girlfriends, you said, um, that you could think of in video <laughs> gaming. Um, and I love the answer. So the question I wanted to ask you now was if you could date any any video game woman, obviously, you know, a real-life version of her, say Pixels, instead of, you know, villains trying to destroy the Earth, it's actually video game females who came to life and they need, you know, a boyfriend or a husband or whatever. Who would be oh, your pick? That's a good question. That's a good question. I have the obvious answer. Uh, 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 Laura from Tomb Raider. But yeah, that I would be my pick. Yeah, that seems like the easy one. I, <laughs> I think I would actually pick Princess Peach. Okay. I don't know because you're because you're a gold <laughs> digger. You're going for that crown for the royalty. <laughs> Maybe perhaps I don't know. There's something sexy about her. <laughs> yeah, I mean Mario was chasing her through all those worlds and all those levels. She's got to be worth something, right? <laughs> right. Um, well, actually, Mario's chasing Pauline. Well, Mario's not oh. chasing. This is. Uh, the the uh, Mary's girlfriend in Donkey Kong is actually Pauline. This right, right, right. No, I was thinking of the yeah. Super Mario Brothers, but yeah, in Donkey Kong, you're right. That's his uh, his uh, his first paramour um, before Peach ever right. came along. <laughs> um, if you could be as good at any other video game as you are at Donkey Kong, which one would you pick? Um, I would have to say Centipede because that I don't know if you've seen the. The world's best players in that game. It's it's ridiculously sick. It's really really impressive. Where the world Donkey Kong best Donkey Kong players are like, what the heck is this? But the centipede players, it's really a sight to watch. Why do you think that the Donkey Kong is it just because of of you know King of Kong or was it that why the DK is so popular, a little bit more mainstream than something like a centipede or some of the other classic game records? You mean for me or just for for everyone uh, in general? Because it feels like you know the Donkey Kong record gets so much more publicity and attention from sort of mainstream people and even people who just kind of know video games a little bit. Um, but if someone like you is really impressed by the Centipede crowd, why isn't that you know as popular? I I think part of it is King of Kong, and also I think part of it is just the popularity of the game. Um, you know, I think ha- I think Donkey Kong is maybe the third or fourth most popular arcade game of all time, next to you know, Pac-Man, Space Invaders, and Street Fighter 2, I think. So it might be fourth. Yeah, it might be fourth. So I think there's just something about the game that, that's appealing to uh, a large audience. But also, you know, Nintendo, well, the first real Nintendo game, I should say. Technically the second second Nintendo game, but um, 
uh, I think it's also the first Mary game. So I think just, you know, and Kong, this combination of all those things make it sort of historically important. Do you still have, because last time we talked, you actually have um, a cabinet in your apartment. Do you still have a, the DK, the home one that you practice on? I, you know, I thought about selling it, but, you know, after I retire, if I ever retire, but I, I'm thinking more and more now that I'm just going to keep it forever because it's kind of a good souvenir of, you know, the last few years of my life. So I kind of don't want to sell it now, even though it's it's actually in pretty bad shape. But, uh, you know, at some point I'm probably going to pay to get it restored or restore it myself. Uh, Are you... Yeah, and it's good. Go ahead. A good good centerpiece for the grandkids. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. Well, I guess that's a good question, too. You just came up with a question for me for a lightning round. If, you know, when one day you end up having kids or grandkids, are you going to introduce them to this world and try and teach them the ways of, of Kong? Or is that something you're not going to you're not gonna try and pass on? Uh, yes, but I, I, it's something that I expect would only hold their attention for a few months. Right, yeah. <laughs> so... I don't. I don't think. I don't think. You know, the the, the next generation is gonna is gonna be playing seriously. So, are you a better doctor or Donkey Kong player? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> Probably. Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to say Donkey Kong because I had the former world record. I was the former. World that's not what your patients want to hear, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it was like plastic surgery competitions, then maybe I could tell good of a plastic surgeon I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. I, I mean, I, I'd be. I would. I would say I'd be surprised, but the way America's going, it wouldn't surprise me if you know there was some plastic surgery Olympics coming up in the next couple of years or something. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I I mentioned this before. There, there was a a, a study a few years ago when I was doing my residency. There was a study on sort of correlating video game playing with surgery mm. and I was actually a guinea pig in that study and they had about I would say about 40 volunteers and basically they, they had you play a bunch of video games and they had you doing a bunch of surgery drills. I actually came first in video games and I came wow. second in surgery Not so actually there, there's a huge huge yeah there's a huge correlation I will the study was like a combination of residents and professors and you know everyone but yeah I did I did extremely well in both so there and the, the study showed a really really strong correlation so it's wow. not a bad thing if you're a surgeon playing video games, basically. Right. Or, yeah, <laughs> it's funny because most gamers probably would suck at surgery, but most surgeons might be pretty good at gaming. So, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> last question for you. If you were, let's say you had this hypothetical. So you mm -hmm. could play Donkey Kong one more time tomorrow, and you break it, mm -hmm. you get the world record. And you were never allowed to play video games again, but you would know that nobody would ever break your record. It would stand for all time. Would you make that deal? That's a really good one. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I think I'm. I yeah. That that's too much of a sacrifice. I think. I think I'm gonna be playing video games sixty. I mean, different kinds of games, but yeah. I'm probably gonna be pretty much a lifelong gamer. Nice. But I, and obviously, less once once I once I have a family and kids, I obviously can't spend much time. But you know, I I don't think I'm ever gonna completely quit. Right. No, you're a lifer. That's that's the passionate answer. Yeah, you're in it for the love of the game and not just the glory. That's yeah. what I like to hear. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awesome, Hank. Well, I mean, this uh, this this is an awesome chat, man. I really wish you the best of luck at um, at Kong Off. Um, can folks watch it online? Is it being live streamed anywhere or anything like that? How does it work this year? Do you know? I I don't know. It's been live streamed for the last three years, so I wouldn't. I, I mean, I would think it'd be live streamed this year, but at the same time, I just I just spoke today to the guy who 
who sets up the streams for the last three years, and he's not going. So mm. if he's not going. I don't know who's going to set set it up. So, but I mean, it's it probably probably live stream. It, I would check uh, the Kong Am and see. Uh, on it's it, uh, the event is next week, starting starting Friday. Or there's also the the event they said is at replayfx.org. Um, but that probably has less less information. I would check the Kongoff.com if you're interested in the industry. Yeah, so yeah, thekongoff.com. It's got all the information July yeah. 30th through August 2nd. It's in Pittsburgh, PA. Um, definitely enjoy it, Hank, and, and best of luck. Anything else you want to plug? Any uh, any social media or any projects you got going on or anything like that? Oh, uh, let's see. Well, you can always uh, friend me on Facebook or Twitter. I'm on Facebook and Twitter. That's, that's yeah, that's about it. All right, good stuff. Look him up, Hank Chen, and hopefully a week from now he will be wearing the crown of Kong Off 4 champion, and hopefully <laughs> sometime soon after that get that world record back that uh, we definitely want you to take back. All right. All right, Hank, All right. thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, for you folks listening, make sure to like us, review on uh, on iTunes. Uh, you can download and subscribe as well. You can also find all my information on this podcast and on my intro music at Mike janella.com again i'm on vacation for the next two weeks so try and uh live your life without me we'll be back again with some more awesome stuff to close out the summer hank chen thanks again so much man best of luck at the kong off okay thanks a lot mike all right take it easy and i'll do better next time